magic is this? What is up, everyone, and welcome back to Box to Box. My name is Harry Hicks, and I'm joined here with Thomas McKeon and Max Botcher. How are you doing, boys? I'm all What's, right. What's going on? <laughs> Just all right. Long day at work. Well, Tommy, let this episode rejuvenate you. Um, today is a little bit of a special episode. I don't know if you guys know, but this is our 10th episode, which is a big milestone for us. You know, as building as blocks goes. of an empire. <laughs> yeah. We also got three comments from Germans on our latest Twitter <laughs> post. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying, but that's that's big. <laughs> We're right. Universal it, stars. Reaching out to the community. International um, recognition. Yeah, briefly with that in mind, with our 10th episode in mind, as we try to grow our content and our brand. Forever and following, if you guys could drop a sub and follow us on Twitter, um, that would be a huge help. We love seeing the support on Twitter and interacting with everyone. So if you have a chance, we would love your support. But with that out of the way, uh, the game of the week probably was a Liverpool-Man City game. Um, Tommy, I'm assuming you got a chance to watch that. Do you have any inter- any reactions to it? Yeah, I was watching the that game on my big TV in the Byron game on my computer. And yes, that, get, that, that game got my attention a lot more. Sorry, sorry, Max. Sorry, Byron. Oh, that was okay. a crazy game. Um, First half was all city. Um, James Milner was playing right back instead of Trent, and that was their weak point. And City looked to, looked to find spaces out there. Um, and it looked like similar to the Man City uh, Chelsea game, where City was just like pre- closing down the, the space, um, pressuring the ball and getting the ball back, and just getting way more chances. Um, I remember Klopp after the game was like really thankful that there was, they, he was like, I'm so glad soccer has two halves. Um, <laughs> and he said that their change, what they changed was their defense stepped up and they started closing down um, Man City spaces right back at him. And he mentioned that it was this like change of momentum, but it was like a mental breakthrough. Once like a few chances of Man City's like broke down because of their press. Um, their offense started clicking. Everything, their whole team started clicking because they, they felt like they can they can actually beat Man City. And you saw that in the yeah. second half. I think the biggest like biggest momentum switch was that um, press, and I think um, it was obviously defensive action. But I think it started with their like front line. Um, in the first half, City were pressing so high up, and Liverpool couldn't get out of their own half. Um, and then Liverpool kind of did the same thing in the second half. Um, we saw that, which was very similar to what we saw City do to Chelsea uh, last week, where City obviously looked the dominant side. Um, but all around, this game was pretty impressive. I think that's Salah goal. Um, Tommy shouted it out first, but saying goal of the season so far, which I agree with. Um, he really showed his class with the first goal down the right side, and then that second goal surrounded by three with a little ball roll, and then a little chop to the other side with a cute finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Weak foot too. A goal. Yeah. No, it was, it was dirty. It was like that Eden Hazard goal against, against Liverpool, right? It was, was like literally the exact same thing, but um, 
just like a, a little different setup. It was pretty crazy. It was like um, the opposite side, right? No, it was the same side, I think. Maybe it was the opposite side. I don't but that remember. Was, that was nuts. Yeah, that um, game was that game was crazy. I mean, so you guys were talking about the press. Like, I think the press works especially well when you're the home team because I feel like the fans almost get involved in the press. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the crowd was like really getting into it, and like you yeah, could hear like players getting like nervous under the press, and like especially if you're playing away, like mm-hmm. every time you make a bad pass or you accidentally pass it out of bounds, like the fans are on you. So like I yeah. think that like really heightened the intensity of the second half. Yeah, and they yeah. also gave a lot of support to Milner, who was struggling, and then he kind of, <laughs> I feel like, felt the energy and that ended up having a pretty good game. Yeah. Well, what about the possible red card in the game? With was De Bruyne? That, it was, uh, I thought it was on Foden, wasn't it? Was it Milner on Foden or should have been the double yellow? Oh, yeah, yeah, double yellow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he just stuck his leg out and tripped him fully. And tripped him. And that was like, um, the ref didn't even yeah. like think about it. Yeah, if that's on Anfield, that's that's a double red. Yeah. Or a double yellow. Double yeah, yellow. I mean, it should have been a yellow card if, if Milner didn't have a yellow. Yeah. It would have gone to him right away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm just... Yeah. The, the fact that both of those teams scored two against each other shows what it takes to break those teams down is just pure quality. Like mm-hmm. if Muhammad, Muhammad Salah had a that goal and assist, the first assist that he gave to Sané, if that's not Muhammad Salah, I don't know many players that can um, beat four players and then cr- create that pass. <laughs> yeah. Bernardo Silva, on the other hand, did the same thing. He dribbled four 360. players. Yeah, 360, dribbled four players and then found Foden on the other wing. That's what it takes to break down the, both these teams, and they both successfully did so. I think the expected goals was like one to one, and they both um, yeah. outperformed that because they're incredibly just like yeah, Foden, Sane, Mala, Salah, Mane. Mane. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to Sane later. We'll get to Sane later. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that was, it was just two heavyweights going at it. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for round two, probably in, I don't know, February, January, something. Spring time, yeah. Enough of that. Let's get into, well, I guess we can start off with Chelsea, stay in the Premier League. Um, Chelsea got the win over Southampton with a 3-1 scoreline, um, but probably not as convincing as the scoreline suggests. A little bit of a up and down game. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I can speak briefly on the first half. Um, looks pretty dominant throughout the first half. I thought um, Chalabo got that goal early on in the ninth minute. Um, and then we had two disallowed goals, one coming from a crazy run by Rudiger, which is becoming his go-to highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. move. Um, with a nice pass to Lukaku, who was a couple yards offside. And then the second one with Timo scoring, but got called back because of Aspie's minute. As P's foul a couple minutes before. What a, what a bunch of... How soft. Dung, am I right? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it It was a foul, you know? Yeah. It was a foul, and they missed it, and it play went on. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to What's the cutoff? Say if if the there's cutoff a foul, is, yeah. like, four minutes, and the ball had... Four minutes before, the ball hadn't gone into play, like out of play? Like, what? Um, I guess yeah. it's just, like, yeah, that our chance came out of that and if i guess if they clear the ball maybe it resets but that's mm-hmm. is that in the rules is that like pretty standard i don't know it seemed a little arbitrary yeah. 
there's so much gray space in the area of like VAR. Like, how do you decide yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but either way, Chelsea looks pretty, um, pretty good. I don't know if Tommy, you have some more tactical analysis to provide yeah. us or what you kind of thought of the game. Um, we looked all right. I thought like going before the red card, which was also a little arbitrary. Like was that red card he did, that was a pretty I dangerous like was. tackle. Dude, that was a pretty dangerous tackle. Yeah. It was a pretty dangerous tackle, but I think it was one of the lighter red cards you, you'll see. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a red. Um, bef- before that red card, um, we had 2.15 expected goals to their 1.53. So it was a pretty close game. And afterwards, we scored two goals when we piled it on. But before that, it was pretty pretty close game. They had some chances. Um, they scored one. Chilwell. Um, gave up that big chance, that, that penalty. Um, but then he, he got it back, which is pretty cool. Umper. He, re- he redeemed himself. Yeah. So that, yeah, we were talking about how bad that tackle was. It was just like mistimed, and I felt so bad for him, yeah. too. Like the rain was coming down. He just looked like a sad dog. He was like, yeah, it looked stoking. like you're going to go just like finish <laughs> for the draw, and it was going to be all on him. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, like, whatever one misstep aside i thought Chowell had a really good game it was great um he kind of had a new i guess a new position and sukal had him playing in a new way where he kind of tucked inside mm-hmm. and almost connected the midfield um or the i guess left side of the pitch when the ball was over on the right yeah um, and he was working with callum over there who obviously is a whatever a direct player and it's going to go right at the other team yeah um and so with Callum occupying that like wide left, I thought Chilwell did a really j- good job kind of going in and being creative mm-hmm. um, really showing how he good he can be on the ball. Because um, yeah, what you... I think what he has that Alonso doesn't, obviously Alonso has great finishing and kind of a striker's mentality at times, but yeah. Chilwell is good on his feet and he's good with some ball movement and um, smaller passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he showed that pretty well. Um, and then also a decent finish. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that comparison to Alonzo is perfect because Alonzo would, you'll never see Alonzo in that like half space role. Um, Chilo is basically playing the, where Mason Mount usually plays where yeah. Calum was on the, just like on the touchline and Chilo was operating in the center, more of the central areas of the pitch. And he did really well and allowed Calum to to play his preferred position, which is coming off that touchline and just attacking players, which I thought he had one of his best games of the season. Um, I think it was because of Chilwell. Um, I thought also, RLC had a good game. Yeah. yeah. Was, you know? game. Dude, he is so silky on the ball. I mean, I was thinking we're Brentford is who we have up next, and he's not on the England team. Um, Conte is just getting out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, Conte and Ruben are going to be with Tuchel training for the next two weeks. Um, and I think that's a pretty nasty pair, and they're both in form, or at least Ruben is in Conte's Conte. So. Um, I think I can see them starting easily against Brentford down the line. Yeah, I and I think that's a pretty, pretty nasty pair. Yeah. I think um, we kind of like alluded to this last week when we talked about the, uh, the Goretzka RLC comparison and like that Conte RLC is like basically the Goretzka and Kimmich like comparison, you know, like Conte is able to drop back, stay in between and drop back between the center backs too. Um, and then RLC is like just as good defensively as he is offensively. And he's like a physical presence. Like the guy's huge. So I think that'll be super interesting to see. Just like Goretzka. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, Tommy, what do you think about Ross Barkley making an appearance and a hell of an assist, Ooh, or I guess, assist to an assist? A hockey assist, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Um, I think it just shows how um, how good Tuchel's training program is. The fact that Ruben Loftus-Cheek, like under Lampard, he played a few games. He looked slow and terrible. And Lampard probably played him out of position. He, played, he was like playing on the wing sometimes. Um, and then Barkley, who was decent under Lampard, um, terrible at the first, but then he had some good performances. And now he comes on and he looks like, oh, um, Luka Modric was his passes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Tommy, I think to speak about like Tuchel and getting all these different players involved, I saw, I looked at the like Chelsea's Premier League stats so far this season. Yeah. And the only two players with more than one goal are Lukaku with three and Trevor Chalaba with two. Yeah. And then we have 10 other goal scorers with one goal. Yeah. That's insane. And that, that means, and that's like without Mount scoring and ZX scoring, have not scored yet. So that's like pretty impressive that all these players have gotten a, a goal. Right. Um, I think that speaks to like this team, team mentality. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Lukaku is too crazy about that, but um, I like to see it. It's fun well, to watch too because you don't know who's going to score. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for so for me, like watching Bayern, like I expect Leva to score every goal, but like like we saw last year in the Champions League, like if Lewandowski is not there, like the goals have to come from somewhere. So it is nice to see that, like you know, you you guys definitely have your goal scorers like a Lukaku, but like the goals are not only coming from him. So mm-hmm. I think that's really key, yeah. especially I think down the Timo, stretch. Timo's about to have a nice stretch where he gets a lot of playing time. He's um, played big roles in the last two or three games. And um, I think, yeah, we coming into the season, I thought Lukaku was going to be just like our main guy where he's going to score like 20, 25 goals and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone else shares just like breadcrumbs. But I think, I don't know, it's, it's looking like, a very dynamic team and Lukaku either has to join the party or um, I don't think he can force his way to become that main striker, the main goal scorer. Yeah. I think Timo also has a good chance because, um, you know, he was on the bench for a couple of games, um, a lot of games and, you know, Zia and Havertz got their chances um, and didn't really take them. So now yeah. this is Timo's chance to come in um, huge goal um, against Southampton and a good performance against Southampton and kind of all around, which isn't normal for him. He did miss one um, chance that he probably should have tucked away, but other than that, he had a really good game. Um, I think Pulisic is going to be back, I assume, after the break. Mount's mm-hmm. obviously playing again, so that's contention there, but um, I could see Mount and Timo being two consistent starters for the time being, and then Pulisic gets a couple chances off the side to see what he can do. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Werner, Werner played with so much confidence this game, and I really do think he's, like, he really gets so unlucky. Like, either with it's off... 16 disallowed goals. Like, yeah, that's insane. That's absurd. That's what insane. Yeah. Like, that could change, like, if even half of those were, like, let in, like, or allowed, like, that would change the narrative about, like, Timo. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he, you saw, like, with his emotion after he scored, like, he is hopefully back on the right track. Um, but what's going on with like Kai? I feel like I haven't seen or heard that much about like Kai playing recently. He's just been, I don't know. He's been slow on the ball and he, when he has 
his playing time. He he doesn't look like last year um, down the stretch. That was the prime Kai that we were seeing, where he created a lot of chances and he was scoring some goals. Mm-hmm. That, this guy looks just like um, he. I don't know. He's he's not threatening at all. Yeah, I mean Ross Barkley's coming off the bench over him, so that says yeah. a lot, I think. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, um, international breaks are always kind of funny periods because they switch up some rhythm or change some stuff up. So we'll see kind of what what happens uh, after the break is over. But um, unless you guys have anything else to to chat about, uh, Max will give you the the mic to talk about some Bayern Munich. Ah, uh, unfortunate. I always feel like, so when we talk about Bayern and the Bundesliga, like they're expected to win every game. And so when they lose a game, it feels like the world is like falling apart or like something's (laughs) like the world's ending or something. I mean, I still think Bayern for the most part played, um, played a really good game and they definitely had their chances and Trop went off. Like he just had, like 10 saves and like three or four of them were like world-class including like one kick save and then one in the like stoppage time that like a laser from Goretzka but um yeah they they lost 2-1 um it was impressive by Frankfurt though I mean like they they had like maybe three chances and they scored two of them yeah you know and uh and Byron had like way more chances than that Leva should have put two of them away um Upa Meccano looked kind of slow on the ball I know we talked about this a little bit when we were watching live but he just looked like exhausted like I know there was one goal um specifically like the the Kostic goal at the end where he was mm-hmm. just like trying to catch up with him and then he I like the corner again and then he slipped up like and Neuer honestly should have saved that ball it looked like he misjudged yeah. it and that's like pretty unlike Neuer but still I mean he looked slow yeah, I think Tommy was mentioning this earlier, how he was watching the City-Liverpool game on the big screen and then Bayern Frankfurt on the laptop, which was what I was doing as well. So my attention wasn't totally fixed. But one thing that I noticed is that a lot of the Bayern players kind of seemed slow or off the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this last episode, um, saying how Nagelsmann has his team and he plays it consistent- consistently and it keeps working. Uh well, that was last week. This week, it doesn't seem to be working. Yeah. Um, it seems like these players are tired and they need a break. I think against Frankfurt, they're a good team. They're not a great team compared to Bayern. Should be an easy start. Musiala can come in. Chupa Moting can start. And then yeah. if you need to, Lewa can, can come off the bench. Um, you know, there's a lot of players in that team that deserve a start and can get a start mm-hmm. um, and should get some. You know, you can always bring the players back off the bench if you're down. But I think yeah, Byron's should be able to hold them off even with a couple starters on the bench. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, it's interesting because, like, you would think in, like, a Chelsea or, like, a United, like, in the Prem is, like, the most competitive league. So, like, every game matters. If Byron loses this game or, like, they lose a few games or drop points in another game, like, they're still most likely going to be up and win. You know, and so I don't know why they don't play like a Chupamuting or a Muziala or even some of their academy players, because like I don't remember the last time like Chupamuting like started a game for Bayern, mm-hmm. you know, and like maybe 
they'll switch up the lineup for like cup games, like the German cup games, and they'll play some odd players and backup players. But for the most part, it's almost the same lineup every time. Um, but yeah, the whole team looked pretty slow and sluggish. But I mean, it was probably because of the midweek Champions League game too, right? Yeah. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. They're burnt out a little bit. I mean, I Four guess. Day. But another good reason for the the break, right? Mm-hmm. Always kind of always kind of shakes things up. Um, do you think obviously Upamecano was struggling this game? Do you think he belongs in Byron's like best back line? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think he's he looked slow, but I think he's super fast. He's very physical, and he can pass the ball really well going forward. I think an underrated thing about center backs and. It's a little different for the center backs for Chelsea, especially when they play a back three. But in a back two, I think it's crucial that at least one of them, one of the center backs is able to pass really well. So, like, I remember watching Bayern, like, the last 10 years, and, like, Boateng would be able to ping passes all over the field. And, like, that just, like, completely changes the game. And Upamecano is able to do that. He's not afraid of, like, running up the ball and, like, taking it. Rudiger for Chelsea is able to do that too. Um, I heard some rumors about Rudiger again to Bayern, but I don't think that's that's going to happen. I think he'll stay at Chelsea. I don't know if you guys heard anything else about that. Uh, yeah, seems like that. they're still in negotiations. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. Um, honestly, yeah. but... really, I get. Yeah, that's the feeling I get is he wants something new, and he's going to use this chance of him being. Champions League winner and coming off a great season and try to get a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to switch the subject, but um, I'm going to. What about Mbappe? <laughs> what about Mbappe telling like you know he's coming out and saying like I told PSG I wanted to leave in July, June, July. Um, that way they could get him a, a quality replacement and sell him. Um, but instead, you know, they kept him, and now there's the whole back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. It could just be random stuff he's saying um I, it could also be him trying to smooth over his relationship with neymar um, mm-hmm. by saying that he was trying to do it for the betterment of psg you know yeah. that could be that could be a tactic um, That's true. i think in short that's the same outcome as he's at psg now and will will be at madrid next year yeah like that's written in stone did you see the uh <laughs> the french national team was like asking mbappe questions or something like that and they like the French national team confirmed that he called uh, Neymar a bum, which is one of the questions they asked. They were, like, they were like, did you do this? Like, did you call him a bum? And he was like, yes. French what national the team more like oh, they're, TMZ. They're yeah, over here the asking the important questions. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's true. Um, maybe we'll see uh, maybe we'll see Suarez maybe next year. At PSG, I know they're thinking about getting a striker, like especially if um, if Mbappe leaves. I know, of course, they're talking about Lewandowski too, which would be like disgusting if they get that team. They need to fix their team first. They're they need players who can actually press and attack. They need to not lose to Ren two zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy how all those teams lost, right? Like Real Madrid, yeah. Bayern Munich, and PSG. Yeah, I yeah. guess he didn't lose. Up the Chels, baby. Top of the <laughs> Top of the league. Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, let's do – I know it's two weeks out, but let's do some quick predictions. 
um, after the international break. We have Chelsea versus Brentford, who are playing mm. so well right now. Um, and then a big game for Bayern against Leverkusen, who um, are they tied on points with them? I believe so. Mm, yeah, yeah I, think so. I think so. 17 tied for top, um, which should be a good game. Um, definitely. But don't discredit Brentford. Could be our challenge of the season so far. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> Brentford. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 2 0. No. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to click for Chelsea. We're going 3 0 against Brentford mm. and Byron's going 2 1 against Leverkusen. Nice. I like that. Nice what you got. I got, um, I got a 2 0 Chelsea win. Solid win. I don't think they're going to like actually struggle against Brentford at all. I don't think this is going to be an Arsenal game. But, um, I think, I think Byron's actually going to tie against Leverkusen like, uh, like a 2 2 or something like that. Okay. I think after, after the international break, um, you know, I'm sure Hansi's going to play different players on Bayern. Hopefully, give some of the Bayern players a rest. But yeah, I think I think a two-two Leverkusen's had five wins in the last five games, so they've obviously been playing well. I think they just tied their first game of the season um, and have won out since then. So should be an interesting game. Miss Tommy, T. all right, I. I feel like this Chelsea Brentford game is very similar to the Chelsea Leeds game earlier last year, um, where Leeds was coming up and they they were having their hot start. And guess what? The dog we put, on them. We put Leeds away three one, and we're gonna do the same thing to Brentford. <laughs> I think Ivan Tony's gonna score a goal, or he's uh, he's incredible. Uh, he's my, very he's good one player. of the top top yeah. strikers in the Premier League already. Um, I think Bayern's gonna show up against Leverkusen. I think. Um, they show up for the big games, especially in the Bundesliga. I think that's going to be a a 2-0 safe victory for them. All right. Well, we will have plenty of time to look forward to those games as we enter the pain that is the international break. But What are we going to do? I'm going to stare at the wall for three hours on Saturday. I'm going to take a knitting. Nice. Max, what are you going to do? I'm going to try to watch some of the games. Um, I'm going to see, I always like watching very like, uncreative. I think, I think Canada, like I love watching these like crazy teams with like one, like superstar, like Canada, like watching Davies and like Jonathan David play these teams. Like uh, yeah. I want to watch the USA teams um, too. I mean, like some of these games are important. Is this not qualifying? Oh, it is. It is important. The USA needs to play well. Yeah. Um, so um, I'll definitely be watching those. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll give an episode, but yeah, well, I, I'll, I'm going to be on Twitter doing some um, like hat, quarter of the way. What are we? Not, we're not even a quarter way through the season. We're almost a quarter way through the season. Um, but some, I'm going to throw some graphs up there for your consumption, right. your fan consumption. All right, check it out. Um, sounds good. Check out my Etsy shop for some scarves for my knitting. nice. <laughs> Heck yeah! All Can right. Can you everyone. make me a Byron one? Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, all right. Thank you all for watching and being such loyal, diehard fans. Um, Thank you, boxers. Yes, let's go. See you in a couple weeks. See you, boxers. Oh.